Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, and as always, I am here to give you guys more of the greatness, so let's jump right into it. Uh, we got a lot of new releases this week, uh, going right into that. Um, some of the stuff just really came out of the woodworks on me, and you know, it's it's been by uh, friends' recommendations um, that I check some of these things out. And other things I've just been watching kind of this wave of, of, of buzz happen in social media. So uh, one of the things that's been hitting really hard this week has been Genshin Impact. So Genshin Impact is a game that uh, just recently dropped. It's available for PC, PS4, mobile, and also on the Xbox. Um, this game is, is a game that really, honestly, like I've only played just a little bit of it, but there is such high production value and everything just looks completely amazing this is on par with some of your i, I wouldn't i guess you'd say double a titles but it, it's a it's a highly produced game right and i i think the accessibility that they've allowed people to have when really with releasing this game um is something to be marveled because no matter where you are, you can play. And I think that's really, really cool. It's also coming to the Nintendo Switch, but I think it's uh, to be announced. Uh, it didn't um, come out in the wave that it did with the consoles and PC uh, and mobile. But um, I I did download it for PC. Um, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and sugarcoat everything. I suffered from a lot of crashes. Um, it could just be my PC. I don't have like a gaming PC. So, um, you know, going through the intro, um, the intro video, you know, it's been multiple crashes and, you know, <laughs> I've been looking up the solution. How do you stop the crashing? And, you know, I'm thinking like, well, maybe I just need to dial, dial down my graphics, uh, you know, uh, what, whatever they have the settings at, but you can't do it until you get in game so it's a little weird but you know we'll deal with it and uh hopefully i'll have a more in-depth view of genshin impact but i just know this game has just been taken over people have been talking about it non-stop i got people who have been taking a hiatus online so they can go play genshin impact now i did download it, and this is where i got the little bit of experience with it i did download it on mobile as well and it is a beefy download it is something that once you download it initially from uh the play store or um the app store uh you're gonna have to sit a little bit and you're gonna have to wait because it's gonna need about as much room as it needs on uh on the pc or any other system maybe not so much but still needs a bit of room so uh genshin impact check it out if you haven't heard of it uh definitely get on the wave that everyone else is riding because this is a great looking game and i'm i'm expecting that it's going to be some really really good fun uh gameplay in store for me when i actually am able to get my hands on it you know in a more uh full venture um enola holmes came out uh on netflix now this is um a a uh i believe i don't i don't think it's a film i think it is a show um i was recommended this by um uh, Remy, who's one of uh, the content creators uh, that I'm familiar with online, and um, and he was saying that it was just such a great show, and I saw it 
you know, in passing to look at things that I am more familiar with and things that I am uh, more interested in, or should I say naturally, because there's really no more or less about it. Anybody can suggest anything and I'll watch it. Um, and I'm highly interested in seeing what this show is about. Um, I guess you uh, I guess it's uh, it's from the perspective of of uh, Sherlock's niece or his not his daughter. I don't think it's his daughter. I think it's his niece or something. Um, and I'm, I'm interested. So I definitely want to take a look. I definitely am going to give it a go. Um, you know, Remy told me that this uh, show has a bunch of cameos, um, unexpected cameos. And I'm, you know, I like things like that. I like things that, um, you know, heighten your expectation moving forward because they're putting out things that you don't normally expect. So once you see it, you're like, oh, my goodness, I wonder what they're going to do next. And then you kind of, you know, get yourself anchored in to take the full ride because you want more of those surprises. So good on Remy for uh, getting me, um, you know, take a look at that. I'll be doing that later today. And again, I'll come back with a more in-depth view on Enola Holmes. Um, something that everybody else is playing, this is more along the lines of uh, AAA title, is Star Wars Squadrons. It is finally released. People have been waiting for this. And this is basically taking it back to the uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter days. Um, not, you know, um, this one is is really on, on a different level, though. So... I don't now. Now here's here's where I get confused, right? So it's out on um, on Xbox, PS4, and PC, and I believe that um, it's only VR equipable with the PlayStation, and I believe the PC too, because PC has you know several uh, different um, VR headsets. So I'm pretty sure you can you know find a way to fandangle that, and I, I you know, but how you know does that really leave people out of the loop on the xbox so if there's an experience you know in vr that you want to have but you only have the xbox i guess you're out of luck because because yeah so so it it almost makes it seem like the playstation 4 if we're just talking consoles the playstation 4 version is the one to get because it's it's uh it's adaptable in multiple ways as opposed to just saying okay you can uh just pick up a controller and just go like this is in VR and I and this is this is one of those type of games that I would want to play in VR. Now I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Um I do enjoy the movies when they come out, but it's not something that I clamor for. I'm not super into the lore. I don't really have a favorite character, but you know, if if there was something in Star Wars that I would want to experience in a game, it's uh flying around in dogfights and maybe a, a lightsaber game. Um, and I know they, I know they've done the Darth Vader game. I think they did that for the HTC Vive or maybe it was a Samsung or something. They, they did it. They did some, uh, Darth Vader game. Um, but I, you know, I want something that, you know, if, if I was, uh, you know, an R and D at some company, you know, I want something that really gives me the weight of a lightsaber, um, that really makes me feel like, I'm holding power and you know and I can't say that that that's not what the game that the Darth Vader game has been I haven't played it I don't know maybe somebody will say well that's exactly what it is okay great then it's doing its thing but I think there's something deeper about you know choosing your colors choosing the style choosing your your powers as you know 
as a force sensitive individual, you know, like, you know, can I have a green lightsaber, but still use force lightning? Like I kind of want these choices. So if they could make a VR game like that, that would be totally legit. But since we're not talking about that, we're talking about squadrons. I'm pretty sure people are having a really good time. I personally didn't get it. Um, cause I don't own a VR headset and that's the way I would prefer to play. So I think I'm going to skip out on this one uh, again, mostly because I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I'm pretty sure uh, this is going to be one of those games that if done right, and I'm pretty sure it's been done right, um, it's going to be popular for years and years and years to come. Um, another new release, well, not necessarily the game, but there's been an update on one of our favorite games, Animal Crossing New Horizons. They've uh, dropped their fall update and... It, this is uh, the update that everybody's been waiting for. So, you know, you remember around, <clears throat> I believe it was summertime, um, they did the, well, no, in springtime, they did the Easter thing. Um, and then in summer, I believe they did the cherry blossoms. Um, not really. And then I think that's also when they allowed you to swim. I can't remember uh, what the what, uh, what particular updates those were. But this one seems to be the one where I'm just like, OK, this is this is radically different. This is all kinds of different. Um, so this is their fall update and this is going to commemorate Halloween and the spooky transition of fall. And and I'm really excited. Um, you know, they're now now here. Now, I will admit I'll admit Animal Crossing has never been. Uh, a game that I have been able to stick with um, from, you know, in a perspective of, you know, like just just constant playing. Like I have not been constant about playing, you know, Animal Crossing, um, you know, day in and day out. It's never been something that that I've been able to do. So with that, I've missed a lot of things. I don't have a lot of things like I still haven't. I think I just did my third addition to my home. Uh, which give it, which gave me a second room, um, <clears throat> and and I just got what my maybe my I think my fourth uh, or, or fifth uh, you know uh, person who moved moved to the the island. So I'm really really behind. So it's not you know it's not something that that I, again I I stay you know enveloped in. But this fall update kind of has me on a, on a mission. You know, because they have the whole thing. Well, they had it all before, like I said, with Easter and the cherry blossoms and all that other stuff. But there's really something about growing pumpkins and getting candy and just really getting yourself going through the entire month of October to get as much to get as festive as possible um, before Halloween. Because honestly, even with how Animal Crossing came out, right? We all remember Animal Crossing came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, it's credited rightfully so as being one of the games that really saved the the uh, the the capacity of a lot of gamers who were now locked in their homes, you know, because nobody really has themselves set up to understand you know what it's going to be like to be locked in your you know not really locked in your house but you know to have to to be mandated to stay in your home you know because in the beginning it was 
real. It was like I remember it was like one of those things. If you if you know you get caught out, you know you're gonna be fined. You know it's gonna be a big hefty fine. Um, and and Animal Crossing really just made it okay to just stay home. So now it's like they're making they're gonna make it okay to just have a Halloween. You know. In, in a game and that's where I, and, and honestly that's where I plan on spending my Halloween I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know when the 31st drops but if 31st is on a weekday I'm gonna go to work I'm gonna do what I gotta do at work and instead of putting on a costume and going to a party or you know uh passing out candy um I'm gonna be playing Animal Crossing and I'm gonna be visiting people's islands and going and getting candy and giving candy back and showing off my pumpkin stuff i just feel like you know what i feel like this and this is just and this is just me but i feel like people get things way faster and it's it could be my punishment for not sticking on the game and just being like further in the game but like i don't i barely get anything as far as like the shops are concerned or gifts are concerned like like right now like as far as the theme of of halloween um i probably have like two or three pieces of candy uh, I have a picture of some guy named Jack, um, Jack Pumpkinhead, I guess. And then I have a, a candy bowl that's sitting in my house, um, which is like it's like, OK, that's that's cool. Um, but I but I do want it to kind of ramp up so I can, you know, get more because I mean, heck, if they put all the decorations in the store and they just had them at insane prices and it was really just up to me to just get the money together to go and buy that i'd feel better but the fact that none of it is accessible to this point i'm just like where's the halloween stuff i need to get this stuff going because i want to really make this island you know look appealing but you know what honestly i'm gonna be at a loss because like i said i'm so far behind in the game i haven't even gotten to the point where i could modify my island to look exactly like i want it so uh, there's that uh you know but that's hey another game that came out um really to my surprise um and non-understanding was a game called super mario brothers 35 um this is weird so yeah and you're, you're probably scratching your face like what the heck is that if you haven't already played it and let me tell you exactly what it is so basically it's a 35 multiplayer game uh it's basically like uh tetris 99 if you've ever played that where it's the one versus the 99 uh to make 100 people and you all do a battle royale system of knocking other players off until there's just the one player and that's the same thing that there is here um in super mario brothers 35 um they take it back to the original Super Mario Brothers and you go through randomized levels um, and all of your defeated enemies and the purpose in which you um, you, you know, go through the level allows you to sabotage other people's levels same way that it was in Tetris. And I believe because I, I only really went through it one time just so I can get like a, just the general concept. Cause I knew in my head, yeah, this has to be like Tetris 99. Um, but I haven't made a point to like really, cause I think you can like focus your sabotage on, on like attackers or people who may be gaining a little bit more, um, 
you know, getting closer to the goal or or they're on a tear and they're maybe they're kind of on a, I guess you'd call it kill streak or whatever, and you want to knock them off. You know, like, I think you can still, you can do stuff like that. And there's some other features that, um, that they were popping up on my screen and I, I was just like, I don't know what to push. I don't know what this is. I don't, you know, like there's no training. It just gets you right in, which there shouldn't be. And I, and I do appreciate games like that where, you know, you just kind of get thrust in and you just got to learn on the fly. And if you don't, then you're done. But, um, I actually made it to, um, being the fourth player before I was eliminated. So I was getting really close. Um, it would have surprised me if I would have made number one, um, I would have thought it was a fluke, but at the same time, I was really proud to have made number four. So, you know, and I guess I'll give it a little bit more time. Um, not, not really my, you know, the Tetris 99 is cool. Um, but in, but in my own preference, it's kind of like, I feel like, you know, Tetris is one of those solitary games where I just kind of want to be in my own element, which is why I love Tetris Effect so much, because it's really a, a game of solitude and it just kind of takes you into yourself. And, you know, the music is so serene and, you know, it's just a really good game. But this uh, Super Mario Brothers 30, 35, if you're in the competition and you're into running things until you're number one, you want to go check this game out. And it's free. It's totally free. And I didn't say that about Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact is free to play. You can download it right now on your PC, PS4, your Xbox, mobile, free. It's it's free. And that's going to that that's going to be the thing that trips you out. You're going to go download this game. Right. And you're going to look at how awesome it is standing next to games that you've gone and paid 50, 60 bucks for. And you're going to wonder, why can't this happen more often? <laughs> Trust me, it's it's that good as far as what I've played and as far as what I've heard. Like, I'm I'm extremely hyped to, uh, you know, once I get done with the show, go and give that game some more love. So, you know, there's there's a lot of that that's going to be going on. Um you know, it's it's really funny, and this now we're gonna transition. You know, we're gonna transition, and I'm talking to my adults out there. So my uh, my adults, you know, my my 21 and overs, my parents, my grandparents, you know, whoever's out there over the age of 21, I want to give you a public service announcement. There is a beverage that I have recently discovered. And it's so funny because I had heard about this and didn't think twice about it. Now, that the, the beverage in question is White Claw. And if you haven't tried White Claw and this is not this is not an advertisement, I I'm just letting you know I'm really high on uh, enjoying White Claw like that. Let me tell you, like I enjoy uh I enjoy a good beer every now and again. You know, the weekend comes, you know, I want to go grab a six pack. Um, you know, I like to go to the craft beer store, discover, you know, some new, you know, lagers, maybe some new IPAs, uh, you know, like to just kind of get myself in, in, in different realms of, of enjoyment. But man, I don't know what caused me to pick up this, uh, this, white claw this one day maybe i i think i was just saying you know what i just really don't feel like anything too heavy you know and and i think that was just a general consensus and then i i went home and uh 
you know, I cracked open the uh, the beverage and it was just really good. And what I like about it, what I like about it is that it is exactly what it says it is. Okay, so it's a hard seltzer. Okay, so it's this bubbly goodness. It's this really and and it has such a subtle flavor based on, you know, the flavor that you choose. One of my favorites is the lime. I love the lime because it's kind of like it's kind of like taking a sprite and taking all the sugar out and just leaving the, the just leaving a very just robust lime flavor with just a hint of I guess you want to call I I don't want to call it alcohol but just a hint of buzz you know and a couple of do you okay a couple of do you and they're they're you know they're they're low they're low carb you know like super low carb and I think that's the thing that I really enjoy about them because you know if I sit at home especially on on you know on a week off or not a week off but on a weekend you know, I could sit there and smack down a six pack and, and have no problem. But thinking about it in hindsight, it's like, man, should I have really done that? Because now there's really no point to eat because I've sat there and, and loaded up on all the carbs that I needed in these beers. Um, but, man, you don't really have to suffer through that with these White Claws because they're because they're pretty much low in everything there's like there's I, I i think it's zero sugar or it could be just like maybe about a gram or two grams um yeah it's it's super low and it's really really enjoy enjoyable and i recommend them to anybody who's just looking for something refreshing and plus you can drink them on ice like you can just put them on ice that's the cool thing it, it, you can put them on ice it's really it's really just just soda water with a hint of 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 a particular flavor with a little spike of buzz it's it's really really good stuff so if you're on the adult side um please check out um white claw do it responsibly do it at home do it with your friends do it with people who can watch you it's amazing all right that's that done um i did do that like an ad i should be paid by white claw <laughs> um, <laughs> um something else i've been up to and you know i love you know i love doing what what most people do around the halloween time um around the uh you know just october just coming around you know october is such an exciting month you know the whole month of october um it's just really cool i just love fall you know i've always said you know even though my, my birthday is um is after the first day of summer the first day of summer if you didn't know is june 21st um that is also the day um, that is also the transition from Gemini to Cancer, and I am a Cancer. I was born on the twenty second, and yeah, it's it's uh you know it's one thing to be born in summer, but I've always appreciated fall, and you know the fall season is just it, you know the way that I explain it, it's just such a tempered time. You know, it's everything's just calm. And if you live in a place like like the Midwest or even on the East Coast, because I don't I don't I don't know why we don't get that over here. I mean, we just everything over here is just evergreen. <laughs> it's just all evergreen. Nothing changes here. But man, it is such a beautiful sight to behold when you live Midwest and you get to watch like you can go to you can go to bed one night 
and the leaves were green, then they turn a high yellow, you go to bed the next day, then they're deep orange, and then they get to an amber, and, you know, they're all over the ground, and it's just, it's awesome, um, but, man, it's, you know, just the whole month of October, you go through so many different things that involve the fall, and it's, it's my favorite season. Now, like I was saying about what I do in this season is I like to watch scary movies. I like to watch scary shows. Now, one of the shows I'm going to mention or the show I'm going to mention, because I'm not going to mention I'm not going down a list or anything, but there's a show and I've watched this show before, but I wanted to go back to it because I wanted to I wanted to realize to myself, is it as good as I thought it was when I first saw it? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, the show's called Slasher. And Slasher is a Netflix original, or I don't think it's a, you know, it's a Netflix original. I believe it is. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. And man, it is like, I'll just tell you like this. If you got a weak stomach or you're squeamish or you don't like the thought of people dying of causes that are not natural, then you might want to stay away from the show. Um, But if you're not, you know, if you're not, um, you know, if you're not feared too easily, you know, if you don't scare very easily, I would say give this show a shot. It's really good. It's kind of like a horror mystery drama. It's so much going on in the show. Um, and I'm watching and there's there's three seasons and um, I'm watching the season called Solstice. And um, I enjoy how they do the show because um, it's basically kind of in a Tarantino-ish type of way where, you know, you start off a year later or a year before and then they show you something and then you go back and then they show you things two weeks ago and it's just it just kind of bounces around. And then the cool thing is that they have different characters that you can find yourself uh, invested in. Um, but man, when when the when the when the horror starts, it really starts. And when people start falling, it's just like, man. And and I think the thing that I enjoy about it is just it's the way that a lot of these things are done because they're unique to the ways that I've seen, you know, um, you know, normal in your normal horror tropes, how people are dispatched, you know, you know, caught him from the back or he did this or he did that. And it's just like, no, it, it's it's so many different ways that things are happening in, in this show. You're just like, I, I never would have imagined that somebody would, uh would, you know, in somebody like that. But here we are. So it's a good show. I recommend it. If you're into horror, if you're into, um, if you're into drama, um, it also has, you know, th- there's also a lot of um, social commentary, you know, things about uh, social acceptance, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I I think that I think it's one of those shows that you really have to be socially conscious to enjoy as well. Um, if you have a conservative mindset, you may not enjoy it too much. But I would just say to anybody who's open minded and loves horror, check out Slasher Solstice on Netflix. Some good stuff. Um, you know, the horror is just really, really one of my things. I just love horror love talking about it but you know when I was a child that was probably the time where things obviously uh terrified me the most 
I still remember the first time that I saw a horror movie and it, it really it really was involuntary because I remember um, I, we were on a family vacation uh, in Kansas City, Missouri to go visit uh, other family members. And I remember um, I had my aunt. Uh, she told me uh, she said, hey, um, come up here. We're going to watch this cartoon. And I go up into the room. It was kind of like in an attic. It was a really cool room how it's designed. Um, <clears throat> but I remember they locked the door or they, they kind of stood in front of the door. And I didn't really know why. And so they started this movie. And it was the, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there there was there's the part where he's making the glove and all the heavy breathing and the banging and the the just the the weird noises and stuff and just that didn't even see freddy krueger and i was freaked out and i remember just trying to get out of that room and i was just clawing and scratching and screaming just trying to get out because whatever was going to come on that screen was going to get me and i was terrified um and it wasn't until years later uh that my father who um, was a huge movie buff and a huge horror fan. And um, he had every single horror movie you could possibly imagine. And this is how I actually learned that there were more than one Nightmare on Elm Street. So I properly got an introduction to Freddy Krueger and all of his, uh, you know, all of his movies up until I think it was, um, yeah, Freddy's Dead. Yeah, because by, by the time my dad... By the time I by the time I saw the movies uh, that my dad had, uh, Freddy's Dead had been announced to come out in the theaters. Um, you know, I'd seen all of the Hellraisers, all of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I didn't see any Halloween uh, at that point. I didn't see Halloween till years later. Um, but yeah, I you know it it gave me an appreciation for horror as I grown, but as a kid, terrified. And one of the other instances as a kid that really terrified me was books that could scare you. And when I say books that can scare you, I know a lot of people are thinking like, oh, goosebumps. No, I'm thinking a little younger. I'm thinking about second, third grade when they had books called uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And let me tell you, Scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, what now what's uh, what's really interesting is that before that, I was already um, I was already terrified by another book. And I believe that book is called In a Dark, Dark Room, um, also written by Alvin Schwartz. And um, yeah, that one that one was was more kitty. It was more on the, you know, like if you think about this in grades, it was kind of like a first grade, second grade type book. Um, but man, the impact of like turning a page to basically see, you know, the end of a particular story and, and just like, oh, my God, like, how did it just get like that? Like, um, uh, yeah, just a, a, a total nightmare. But when I got to third grade and I had my first experience with scary stories to tell in the dark, like that changed my life. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about, um, you know, the experience, but I do want to say this. Um, 
Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, they have three books. They have Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Scary Stories to Chill Your Bones. Um, Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. And um, they're all great books. Now, I never, I didn't own the first one. Um, the second one, I remember checking out of a library and, and I had to return it um, fairly quickly because this was at the point where they, um, they got banned. They got banned or, or they, they were trying to ban it, but I had to return it. Um, and then it wasn't until I got to fifth grade, I want to say fifth or sixth grade that, um, I went ahead and ordered, uh, the third book because it had released. And, um, I ordered that from the scholastic. I don't know if you guys ever remember, um, you used to get those, uh, scholastic little, kind of like little newspapers or whatever, but basically they were just things where you just kind of got school supplies, books, um, you know, books to read, you know, um, and yeah, that was one of the books and I went ahead and got it ordered. Um, and that was the first time that I had taken it, you know, outside of what I had from the library, you know, I was able to take it home and it was mine and the stories were just so freaky and it was just, I mean, and Stephen Gamble, who is the artist, who drew all of those nightmarish pictures. Um, he was just as worse in that third book, I swear. Um, <clears throat> but eventually growing up, I did secure all three books at one time or another. Um, and then, you know, happenstance, you know, the books kind of escaped me. And then I went and got the treasury and, you know, the rest is history. But I got a list of stories from those books that, are absolutely terrifying so if you've just secured the books or if you have the books and you know you don't quite remember the stories or if you're interested in getting the books but you don't know whether the stories are going to be um you know viable to your cause of scaring the crap out of somebody let me just tell you some of my favorite stories from the series of scary stories to tell in the dark now the first one i'm going to mention and it's totally a weird story and i will say this um, I am going to lightly spoil some of these stories. So if you do not want to know the plot behind particular stories, I will say, please excuse yourself, um, from this part of the podcast because it's going to be spoileristic. Um, but, um, some of my, one of my favorite stories, um, is one called wonderful sausage and, you know, like it, it doesn't like right off the back, a title like Wonderful Sausage does not seem scary at all. Um, but the way that that story plays out is just very disturbing. Think Sweeney Todd and you'll get the drift of Wonderful Sausage. Um, the next one, um, I believe, yeah, this story was from the third book and it it's called Harold. Um, I know many of you have seen uh, the movie that came out and you got your taste of Harold, you know, from the theatrical stance. But let me tell you, he was OK. My view as far as the movie, they did Harold pretty well. But I'm, I'm saying it like this. There's nothing like reading Harold versus seeing versus seeing him on the screen like seeing him on the screen it's like okay that's cool but when you read it 
and you put yourself in the perspective of the characters who have to deal with Harold, it's it's a scary, 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 scary story. It is super scary. As and I'm gonna tell you this: the ending of the Harold scenario in the movie does not justify the ending of Harold in the book. Check that one out. Um, Cold as Clay um, was always one of my favorite stories um, in in the series because I I enjoy I enjoyed I enjoy stories about supernatural um, beings, um, especially things that really play on the mind. And this is one of those stories um, that kind of plays on the the mind of the people involved. And, you know, it involves, you know, two people in love and then they're separated. And then the person in love, you know, um, finds, you know, their partner and brings them back home. And then when they bring them back home, people are surprised. Like, why are you here? They turn around to see, you know, because one person says, well, he brought me back and you look back and that person's not there. And it's always funny because, and I never thought about this when I was a kid because, you know, in the story, um, you know, they immediately dig up the body just to make sure the body's there. And of course the body's there, but you know, the, the twist of the story is that, um, the, the dead person has a possession of something that the living person had given them in that experience of, you know, point A to point B. So that's always a thing like, Oh my God, you were buried, but you actually have this thing that she gave you when, when she thought you were real. Like, that's just totally scary. Like, yes, that freaked me out. Um, the dead man's brains is probably now this one isn't a particular story. This is actually an experience. Um, and it's something that, is fun to do if you kind of do like if you do like a like if you do like a sit around with your family or something like that um or if you have a classroom and you conduct these little things you know like story time um this is one of those things that completely freaked me out i still remember this from third grade um you know i had a teacher and she was really she was very theatrical about the way that she got us to halloween halloween as well because every single day Every single day she'd put up a she'd put up one Halloween decoration. Just one. Maybe a piece of cobweb in the corner or a spider on the desk or uh you know, a pumpkin, you know, uh, you know, a pumpkin on, you know, the by the chalkboard. You know, it's always something. And every week she would block she would block out a section of window. And on Halloween you know, during recess and lunch, she did it twice. Um, she would allow for kids to come in. And I still remember this to come in and have her read the dead man's brains. Now the dead man's brains, um, is basically a story where you read about the passing of this person. And then they tell you that, that they tell you that, you know, you're going to pass around his remains. And I still remember when I got to the brains, I freaked out and I ran out of the room. Like whoever was sitting next to me, passed me, 
whatever the heck it was. Um, and I was just completely freaked out, upset, and I, I ran. I ran and 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 I never came back. And I did not read that story again until I secured uh, my own copy of the book and was able to read it in the in the light. Um, but man, it was such a freaky story. And again, if you're if you're into scaring the pants off of people um, with something that they can't see, this is going to do it, man. I'm telling you, it'll do it. Um Another one that's really good is the drum. Uh, the drum is about two little girls who uh, they want this drum and they're they're really uh, apt to do anything to get it. Um, surprise, they don't get it, but they do get a surprise. Uh, the Cat's Paw is another uh, really good story. <clears throat> um, you know, um, I'm not going to go too much into detail about that one, but it's a really it's a really good one that you should check check out um the cat in a shopping bag is a really good story this one's more comedic <clears throat> and this is one that kind of lightens the mood of going through such a terrible terrible book uh, and terrible in the sense of just horrific but you know it's a it's a really funny story <clears throat> not gonna spoil that one i think people should try to go and read that one um the ghost in the mirror is also another game kind of like the dead men's brains where um basically it's just bloody mary um they basically and again reading that back in you know when i was younger i mean when i was younger bloody mary was like everything and you know you just you didn't do that and i remember the times where people wanted to try to do that stuff they'd close the bathroom door and i would just freak out like people knew that i was really really scared of just anything uh supernatural at that time and i would not go for it and they would try to get me all the time and i've never i've never done it at school i tried to do it when i got older at home but i freaked myself out again because i think that i think there is something and not to get too boring on you but i think there is something scientifically um that happens with the brain that like when you stare at yourself when you stare at yourself too long in the mirror um your brain starts to distort the image and that's why you think that you're seeing an apparition because your brain's doing something and and I mean, even though that kind of takes the fun out of it, it I think for me it to rationalize it, it made me feel better because I because now when it comes to horror, I'm more logical about things. So when I hear noises, I just I, I think I think logically about it. I don't think that, that it's ever the cause or reasoning of a supernatural person. <laughs> and a lot of this just has to do with my tormented childhood. Um just delicious is another really really good story kind of in the the way that wonderful sausage is a good story um but this one has to do with uh with a few different tropes things like abuse um verbally and um and mentally um and then ultimately what a person would do in order to appease someone who is abusive and um I really like that story. I think people should read that one too. Um, the Wolf Girl is uh, one of the stories that really creeped me out because you know it's it, it's 
the way that it's told is like folklore and it's basically like have you ever heard the tale of the girl who you know and it's and, and when you get to the point of you know some people say that you know if you go over here and you go over there that you'll see this and it's like i i, I never like to be told about going to a particular place and seeing something because nine times out of ten i'm going to see it even if i don't want to and i don't want to right now but you know there was just this thought about a girl being raised by wolves and um you know you having a possibility to see her if you've ever went to one of these remote locations but it was just yeah that was a freaky one and then the last one which also made the movie um and is just really really cool is the red spot um the red spot this is something really that plays more on phobia um as opposed to just outright horror um and if you've seen the movie then you know this is the one about you know the spider bite and you know the boil that gets bigger and then it begins to move and then it pops and millions of spiders come out and it's just like it's the worst vision <laughs> to get but what's really terrifying about the entire series of scary stories to tell in the dark it is just the combination of how alvin schwartz told the stories and how stephen gamble perceived them through his art and what I've come to know is that um, Stephen Gamble took no advice from Alvin Schwartz based on basically, basically he read the stories and he drew the art and it, and there was never a discussion of, well, it should look like this. No, it, it was. It, and, and, and that right there is, is super cool to me because it's a meeting of two professional people who've brought you know brought the best of what they can do together and it made magic it, it's pure magic these books are magic you know they they mean so much to american culture i think to world culture because you know these books are just i mean if if you if you haven't experienced these books then you haven't experienced childhood. It's like Harry Potter. You you now you got to read Harry Potter sometime as a kid, even as an adult. If you were a kid or you are a kid or you are an adult, you have to experience scary stories to tell in the dark because it is it is uh, it is a prerequisite to living your life here on this planet. But hey, <laughs> that's going to do it for me. I really enjoyed this episode, enjoyed talking to you guys about a lot of the different things. Have you tried Genshin Impact? Uh, what are you watching on Netflix? Did you pick up uh, Star Wars Squadrons? How are you doing in Animal Crossing? Um, and what's your favorite scary story? Whether it's in that book that I mentioned or something that you know that I have maybe never heard I'd really like to hear from you. You can always hit me up on Twitter. That's uh, more TA podcast on Twitter. So with that being said, do me that favor, guys. As always, take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.